Welcome to Sid's Poetry Corner. I'm going to be turning a classic song, like a lot of you know, um, into a poem because it relates, and I think Brother Cannon would enjoy this. <clears throat> They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. I said they're playing basketball. You know we love that basketball. Yeah, because basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they <laughs> dribble up and down the court. That's a little something I'm working on. It's an ode to basketball. Um, y'all check me out at the next open mic. Thank you. You know what, Sydney? I kind of felt some poetry coming this week because uh, one, it's been a while. I don't think yep. you've done that this season. <laughs> I and haven't. you've been very, you've shown a lot of restraint. So I knew we I, were overdue for that. Yeah. Um, and two, there was a poetry scene in this movie, which we're going to talk about. But I was yes. fully expecting you to come in and recite the poem from <laughs> Love Don't Cost a Thing. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been good, actually. Because when that scene came up, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Is he going to get up there? Is he going to? That's true. Because then right after we get a similar car scene with, like, Mm -hmm. Nick Cannon and Christina Milian. A lot of parallels. It was a lot of parallels. You're right. I think we should call them out, this movie. Yeah, and I'm going to name them. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I think that's the first time we've been so compelled to talk about the movie in the cold open. We never do that. We don't. That says so, a lot about what we're getting yeah, into today. That is indicative. So how about mm-hmm. how about you tell uh, the listener, our homegirl, what we watched this week? Yeah, this week we tuned into She Ball, released 2021, currently available to stream on Stars or through Prime Video, which is where we watched it if you have a little star subscription add-on. That way, uh, this film was directed and co-written by Nick Cannon. And fellow co-writer uh, Glenda L. Richardson is also uh, writing credits there. Starring Nick Cannon, K.D. Albert, Chris Brown, Cedric the Entertainer, Marla Gibbs, Melody Ray Candle, and Evan Ross. All right, let's start the show. The new Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin' Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And every week we watch a Black independent movie. Why? Because we love them. Mm. Each and every week we start out with our 60-second challenge, where Alexis explains the plot of the film we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. This week's challenge is sponsored by the Sierra Canyon High School basketball team, Shout out to you, fellas. Keep playing hard. All right, Alexis, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Girl, let's do the little challenge. <laughs> I couldn't say LeBron James, so, you know, I got the closest thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's start. Okay. In Inglewood, there's a man uh, named Avery who used to go by Killer Av um, before he got out of the penitentiary. Um, mm-hmm. He is now running a community center where women on the basketball team is, but he has basket. This is hard to explain. He has basketball team, recreational, uh, intramural team of women called the Pretty City Team, uh-huh. and they is in a league. Uh, frankly, it looks really lit. There's a bunch of other women's teams, and they have these games. And Birdman is the sponsor of the whole thing, who's also a gangster. And that causes a lot of conflict because there's a white girl named Shelby who apparently could ball, but she's homeless and she's trying to ball her way to a better life. And she ends up kind of falling for Avery. And there's a lot of tension with the crime and gentrification in the neighborhood. Okay. I just gotta stop she- it there. <laughs> I just gotta stop it there. <laughs> Three seconds left, so successful this week. We get a ding. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we know what happened in the movie, let's hear our general thoughts on She Ball. All right, y'all. 
We have a very special announcement before we get into our review of She-Ball. This is our 100th episode, y'all. We have recorded 100 full episodes of the new Chitlin Circuit. That's 100 episodes. I need you to me up while I do it. That's what? 100 episodes. That's mm. 100 black indies, 100 black Period. stories, and 100% supported by you. First of all, we want to thank y'all, our loyal listener, uh, Miss Homegirl, listener Homegirl. Yeah. Without y'all, we wouldn't do this every week because we we talk to each other like this anyway. So like, why would we record that? That's weird. So we want to thank y'all personally <laughs> for coming here every single week and listening to us, laughing with us, disagreeing with us, and letting us know your thoughts on all the social handles, email, everything. And secondly, but certainly not least, we got to thank the filmmakers, cast and crew behind all of these films that we review and give our little opinions about and put on the internet every single week uh we need y'all to continue making these films giving us things to watch and enjoy and discuss so we can keep this show rolling the hit parade continues we love y'all we thank y'all now let's get into our hundredth review so sydney what did you think of she ball is it she ball or she ball? She ball. Like she ball is in like, is she an adjective or a subject noun? Like she be balling, yeah. like she ball, or is it she ball? Like we play she ball. I think it's she be balling, but without the okay. B, she ball. She ball. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. What'd you think of yeah. she ball? Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about she ball. Um, I'm going to br- start with how I broke it down. Um, part one. Um, I hope to one day in my um, budding uh, artist, creator, filmmaker career, get to a point where I can, you know, fully fund any project I want and just invite my friends, people I've met in the industry to be a part of a project and just say, hey, y'all, let's make a movie because I have this thing I'm passionate about, this subject, and I want to put it out there for other people to see. That's number one. Uh, that's the first thought. Uh, number two, a uh, shout out to fellow Howard alum, Nick Cannon. You can tell he is really using that degree. Okay, Nick, uh, or brother Cannon, <laughs> as I refer to you for the rest of this episode. Um, listen, I can tell you sat through them Dr. Carr classes and you listened, brother. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. shout out to you for that, uh, for making this. And then number three, to round it all out, um, I don't think I was the target audience for this film. Um, And then the question I have. Who do you think was? I don't know. I'm I'm sure black men would would enjoy this probably. Okay. But I want to know if Brother Cannon knows that he made a white savior film. Hmm. Hmm. So that's that's my final thought. And I'm going to pass it on to you. What did you think of She Ball? The shortening of She Be Ballin'? Is this because okay? This is I'm sorry. I've been interviewing a lot, so I'm gonna have to use my like mm-hmm. case interview strategies here. Let me ask yep. some cl- clarifying questions. Ask some clarifying questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Is this Nick Cannon's directorial debut? Now that friend or is a great question. Has he directed question. a movie before? I feel like he directed. Um, what's the movie we did? School Sp- dance. Was School he the director dance? of that? Let me check. I'm looking at his uh, director. He has 19 director credits. So, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, oh, well, okay. No, but feature. No, he did direct School Dance. So this is not his first feature. Okay. Well, considering that, mm-hmm. I do think overall. Okay. The short answer is I didn't enjoy the movie that much. But yes. I don't think, in terms of the filmmaking, if I tried to assign too much value and try and extract too much significance from the content of the film then mm-hmm. we'll be here all day but right, right. right now i think i just want to give my opinion on like how the film came out you know okay barring, like fair. imagine it if the characters you know wasn't saying a whole lot if yes if, let's yeah i think it was pretty decent i think there mm-hmm. are a lot of parallels like we mentioned before that's going to come up uh, but uh, even some parallels between this and school dance in terms of yes. like how the movie came, like how the movie is constructed together. Mm-hmm. And I want to give, I want to commend brother Cannon 
for some of the more adventurous like risks that he took as a director. Some of them did yeah. not pay off. They made things a little confusing. And mm-hmm. some of them, I I was looking at the screen and I said, well, that's cool. <laughs> you know? Right, right, so, right. So um, commend him for that. And I think that's something that comes from, like you said, being able to fund your own shit. So, yes. Yeah. Um, all that being said, yeah, it's pretty hard to, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. First off, a movie named for a woman and she's not the protagonist. Yes. That always exactly. confuses me when it's, it's kind of objectifying in a yes. literal sense. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, I just couldn't get behind all the messages. <laughs> and there were a lot of them. <laughs> it was a lot. Look, I got I even got on my Howard sweatshirt today. I was gonna put my know? hat on. I was gonna put you my know, hat on. I, I said, You're doing too much, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I Brother Cannon. Um we're gonna get into some of these scenes and we're we're gonna we're gonna flesh out our review of She Ball. Cause mm-hmm. clearly we both have a lot to say. Yeah. So, yeah. This yeah. is gonna be a good one. Buckle in. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some of these scenes. Let's do it. Here on the new Chitlin Circuit, we like to start with the first scene of the movie. And, and this movie opens up with uh, Avery, who is played by mm-hmm. Nick Cannon, um, loading some boxes. Uh, yeah. And he's he's armed. Now, I thought this would come back around, but did it make Like, what was he doing? He There was some, like, so a store was closing permanently, I'm assuming, because oh, okay. we also get, like, uh, some like news clips at the top about like ongoing gentrification mm-hmm. in Inglewood, closing down of like black small black owned small businesses in the area. But I thought at the beginning that his business was closing yeah. down, so he's packing up his stuff and like saying goodbye to like the people in the community he serves, whatever business it was. Yeah, but we never got back around to that store closing. It was just kind of like one of the first like pillars of the film was gentrification bad. Yeah. And that was that. (laughs) And I thought that, that like, you know, um, that news segment that kind of brought in, I thought that was good. I was into it. It was well done. It was well written. I thought the, Mm -hmm. like the images they brought up on screen corresponded really well with the like words. So I was into it. And I thought, I thought where we were going to go from there, especially with a title like She Ball, clearly someone is balling for their life (laughs) on here you know but i thought this was going to be kind of like that kiki palmer movie or multiple kiki palmer movies like the one where she had to spell for her life and the one where she had to play was that football with ice cube or baseball that was football when she was ice cube Mm -hmm. for her life she had to ball um kiki been working oh a a legend an icon any chance we get to bring up miss palmer yeah, we gotta get her on the show. She she's yeah. gonna be a future friend of the show. We gotta yeah. get Miss Palmer here. She would turn it out. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. Um, but similar to that, I thought we were gonna get mm-hmm. like a young girl, maybe even you know someone who's a teenager who is you know trying to. I thought definitely that she was gonna be black. I thought definitely Same. that. <laughs> when but... I say when I realized that the main protagonist in this movie was a white woman who ended yeah. up saving the day, basically, I said now. Yeah. Now, brother Cannon, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think this is what we should have went for. You know, it's hard to reconcile. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really- <laughs> so let, let, let's keep moving because that's when we meet her. Her name is Shelby, and mm-hmm. I was confused because was her friend dropping her off at the shelter? I think she was picking her up from the shelter, and then she took her to the gym. Remember. Okay, because I thought she was walking through the shelter and then the person said, ain't no more beds. So she left and she was like, I ain't got nowhere to go. Um, I might have missed that. I Because at oh. this point in the movie, I was waiting for it to come back around and it Cannon to figure out who going to be balling. Um. <laughs> you mean you said at this point in the movie, Cindy, this is four minutes into the movie. I know. So I was, I was curious about like, who's the baller? Because clearly he has something to do with it. Okay. 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 I see where your focus is. And that's fair. <laughs> Given the title of the movie, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I was confused because her friend who is on this basketball team, pretty the pretty city team, um, mm-hmm. is driving a bust down Jeep. Yes. <laughs> she is driving is, yeah. a Wrangler with all the fixings. Bells and whistles. All of them. Yes. The rims just fly. Like, yes. Was, <laughs> yeah. 
It was a, like, you remember when the word bust down first started getting popular and I kept asking everybody, mm-hmm. like, how do I use that right? Because I want to and I don't know how to. Yeah. Seeing that truck, it felt, it just clicked. Like, that's it's a, a bust, bust down. down. <laughs> yeah, it's a bust down. That's a bust down. <laughs> I remember having to explain to you, I mm-hmm. forgot what it was. I had to, like, what a bust down was. I think I was trying to turn like a purse or something. Like, no, yeah, no, 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 You like, kept saying, it's kind of like <laughs> when people try and teach me how to cross multiply. All y'all uh-huh. do is write two fractions and then draw an X. That's not helpful. Well, that's how so you when, cross multiply. But that's whatever. not helpful. I need to see the inner workings. <laughs> you was saying, trying to tell me what a bust down is. You just kept saying, see, that's not a bust down. Yeah. <laughs> but then I would tell you what is down. a bust down. But, I, but this is a bust down. So that, I thought it was like apples, like, Apples to oranges, but you click. couldn't define it. No one can. It's just yeah. it's provocative. Gets the people going. It's people going. It's either a bust down or it's not. That's what it is. <laughs> so <laughs> she drives the white girl in the bust down. Now, what? What's because the, the white girl's friend in the bust down is black, mm-hmm. and her name yes. is Makita. She is Avery's sister. Got it. So mm-hmm. she drive. Makita drives the white girl to uh makita's grandmama house which is also mm-hmm. where avery lives yes well um, first they go to the the gym because there's she has to go to a game before they get to oh, grandma's house you're right this is when we first see the basketball and yeah. this is where another parallel from school dance where we get like this scene mm-hmm. with all these intros and title cards and to be frank i'm not mad at that it makes it easy to understand i like i it. agree <laughs> it's felt especially for where the movie went it it spelled it out up front for me, I said, okay, so we're going to have some kind of AAU style elimination basketball game mm-hmm. at some point in this film. And then, but at the end, you know, we have to have a grand prize of some sort. So I said, okay, yeah. I understand like the structure of this movie of, and it, it makes it, you know, easier for me to watch, even if I'm not like completely attentive, I can still yeah. like, get from point A to Z while watching. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know, maybe this is a, maybe I'm commending them because it didn't have to be basketball. This is a lot of, it. it's expensive, the, the story choice they made, because mm-hmm. there are like five teams and all the teams are like 15 people. They, they You got to get yep. production to make jerseys that match. You got to yep. have these people and you have to have this gym full of extras. Like, yep. you know whereas mm-hmm. this trope is usually you know a man who's trying to do good for his community is usually he runs a rundown boxing gym right <laughs> you know right right and like that would have been a great Cuba story jr uh went uh down to philadelphia to help them boys learn how to swim yeah Remember that movie yeah no mm-hmm. i don't you don't <laughs> <laughs> nope not at all wow that was good Cuba Jr. has actually been that? in a lot of movies like that. Uh, I'm getting the title for you right now. Is that the same one as the Terrence Howard movie? Terrence Howard is in this movie. Okay, I see. The that movie's one. called Pride. Yeah, yeah, I see that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, precisely. Yes, I'm on board. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I mean, it was fun. The, the basketball game looked, for lack of a better word, given that this is a cash money movie. Yeah, it looked crunk. <laughs> it did. No. <laughs> it looked crunk. <laughs> That's the most accurate way to describe the game that we like were put into as the viewer. It was. <laughs> it, it was crunk. <laughs> it was. It, it looked crunk. Um, <laughs> now I feel like Gabrielle Union. Yeah. <laughs> every, every episode we find a way to talk about Daddy's Little Girls. <laughs> but yeah. So we see this. And this is also when we get introduced to Evan Ross's character, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a big fella. He's coming in with his suit. He's highfalutin. Mm-hmm. And they say he probably going to be the next mayor of Inglewood. What do you think yeah. of his character? And what do you think of his performance, too? Um, I enjoy Evan Ross's acting generally. So I want to mm-hmm. start there. Um, so I wasn't at all disappointed by his acting performance in this movie. I think he did what the character was supposed to do how it was written or how the character was written to be so michael is like you know he comes down at first he's like used to be a homeboy you know be on the block or whatever with avery now you know he they separate paths led him to separate separate things in life now he's on this big political track and of course he wants to you know big air quotes here people help the community center but also mm-hmm. has his own political aspirations, which means doing some slimy stuff with council board members and whoever you know needs to be in place to get him elected. And he played 
a slimy, jealous politician very well. Yep. Yep. Now he coming to the to the basketball game. That was very succinct, Sydney. Thank um, you. He coming to the basketball game <laughs> and he is one track minded. He see this white girl in the crowd and come sit right down next to her. And that's and when get I said, because this, this is where it really went. I said, now we got saved the last dance game with yeah. white Shelby. Uh, are we missing is somebody. The only thing that was really missing from this is uh, Makita. She wasn't really on her like Derek tip like yeah. Kerry Washington was in St. Yeah. Last Dance. We needed some more like fierce sister, you know, going hard yeah. for her brother. She was a little anti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was also just not written very deeply. She didn't yeah, get she much. Um, the, the longest bit of dialogue she got in this movie was telling Shelby why Avery is so close with his own daughter, Magic. Yeah. <laughs> which is interesting to me because mm-hmm. Uh, in a little bit, uh, Avery, Nick Cannon's character, goes on a rant and says explicitly, black men and white women shouldn't date. But I'm yeah. looking at I'm this looking at baby yeah, very magic. beautiful, wonderful child who is mm-hmm. clearly all mixed up. So yeah. I'm looking <laughs> at confusing. Her. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's confusing for yeah. me. <laughs> and we saw the baby mama in the flashback and she yeah. looked very racially ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what you are ethnically. Ethnically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that confers me a little bit. Yeah. But so we already see how it's getting down. So, I mean, and also just to make a note mm-hmm. on the casting in general, everybody is LA light. Yes, <laughs> All the women at so. least. Um, yeah. These basketball teams, which I just described, is like five or six teams with at yeah. least like fifteen women. The on darkest what people in this movie were men: mm-hmm. Cedric the Entertainer, Faze yeah. on Love, Birdman, yeah. and DC Young Fly. Yeah, were the dark all the women <laughs> the like visually? Pretty much all of them were light skinned and mm-hmm. like of course there were one or two maybe darker girls, but all yeah. the women with speaking roles in this movie yes. are light skinned Like and mm-hmm. and like. Light skin, light skin, or or yeah. just Latina all together, yeah. not even Altogether. black or a white woman. We got Shelby or uh, who gets the the protagonist spot? The white girl um, who doesn't even have a compelling backstory at all. I don't know how she ended up homeless. I still didn't get that piece of information. <laughs> I don't know. She did say because she has like a tragic uh, church tragic. Her daddy had a heart attack and died. Yes. And died, and then her mother blamed it on her because he was so passionate about her basketball career. And then, is that why he died? I don't know. Was it just like a random like heart attack thing? He had a heart attack while they was practicing basketball, but I'm trying to figure out why her mama would be mad at her for that. Yeah, she said her mom was like pissed about it, never forgave her, hadn't talked to her since, and I think she kicked her out of their home. And she hasn't played basketball since, so I guess that's why she's also homeless. Um, and here's and now living with say. Avery and his family. And this is now, this is, I'm not an economist, Mm -hmm. but this is what I have to say. As a white woman, especially one who looked like what she looked like, Mm -hmm. like she tall, she got long blonde hair and skinny. Yeah. Yeah. And was in college. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a hard time picturing how she ended up. In the slums, <laughs> I'm having a hard, hard no, time picturing. Hard that. pressed, hard pressed. Yeah, and they they trained, and she didn't like, have no drug problem or nothing. That like if nothing. she was tweaking, then I get it. But like, how you end up in the shelters? All you had to do was talk to your advisor. <laughs> they yeah. would have gave you a, a dorm. They would have got you right, girl. <laughs> right, they would have yeah. gave you like you didn't have to continue playing basketball. They would have gave you a leave from yeah. your sport, and you could have just stayed up at the school. Even they could have. As a white woman, you could have finessed staying at the mm-hmm. dorm without being enrolled. You could have yes. finessed that. <laughs> I agree. I, I I agree with you, which is why I was so confused when the movie wrapped and I said, oh my God, this was a white savior movie. Right. Why, why was that the case? So let's get into that. So we see, you know, we also see at the game, there's this B plot with Chris Brown, who I didn't know was in this. What a sour I surprise. I didn't either, yeah. Well, um, I will say, I mean, this is the first movie he's been in where he didn't die. So I'm sure he got you now. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, no, no, no. He he didn't die in this Christmas. He got that under his belt. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And we, I love me. And I don't know if favorites. it's just because how his appearance has changed with age and all them tattoos and stuff and drugs and stuff. And drugs, yeah. But his acting doesn't seem as good as it used to. But I think it we was, just used I, to like think, seeing him be yes. all cute and young. Because when he was real charming and cute and pre- Yeah, um, you could see his dimples good. Yeah, you know pre-hardened yeah. life and jail time and abuse, you know. Yeah. He used to be a joy to see on the screen. Uh yeah. it's, it's not given that no more. No. So there's a yeah. B plot with that. Nick Cannon's trying to like save him from the street life while simultaneously still participating in the street life. In the street Don't life. <laughs> um he himself calls out the hypocrisy of that, but it makes no sense. And we're gonna yeah. talk about Avery as a character. And this is a great segue. So he gets to his grandma's house Shelby and Makita is there, and Marla Gibbs is his grandma. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what kind of pull does Nick can't? Marla Gibbs is a legend, an icon. And she, yeah. like, what? What is Nick Cannon's influence? I need to, brother Cannon. You got Marla Gibbs. I, I want to know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I, every time I see her in a black indie, I go, is that Marla Gibbs? <laughs> Literally, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute now. Okay. Uh, do you want to? Are you gonna do Give. it? Every time we see Marley Gibbs in a movie, you like to rehash your I'm a try impression. <laughs> Would you want to give it another go? I don't know if I want to be good at it, and I, just, I feel like you're gonna laugh because it's gonna be bad. Well, I done laugh. I want to be self conscious. I know, and then you wouldn't pull the an old audio clip some episodes ago, and that I really, <laughs> I mean. So, I for the sake of my respect of two two seven. As well as love for Miss Marla and Miss Jack A. I will not do that this episode. Okay. Maybe next time. And that's fine. And that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's there and she does some speaking to Makita, but then she just kind of sits in the corner as this the rest of this unfolds. Yeah. So Nick For the Cannon, entire movie, Marla Gibbs' character is sitting in that corner. I just want to point that out. You're right. <laughs> Maybe they just filmed all her scenes in one day. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I just wanted to point it out. But and also, yeah. you know, but also grandmas have a spot in a house they like to just like kick it in and talk to you from. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, I'll give you, I'll give you that credit for that as well. That's accurate. That is accurate. They like to be able to see everything. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Avery, who was Nick Nick Cannon, plays Avery. I'll be using mm-hmm. those names interchangeably today. Yes. Nick Cannon walks in. And sees uh, Makita and the white girl. And he says, what's she doing here? Because he ran into her at the game. And Mm -hmm. Makita's, that's my friend. And all of that. (laughs) And so he is upset that Evan Ross's character, Mikey, Uh was flirting with her at the game. And he says, so she says, well, a black man and a white woman can't date? And Nick Cannon says, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. He does. And we spin into the first of several uh, speeches. Yes, from Mr. Can oh, from Brother Cannon. From Brother Cannon, because this this is when he channels movie. Brother Cannon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And right here at this point, I got so confused. One, your <laughs> child is clearly biracial. Yes, that's weird. How you have this opinion? Two, the next scene, you was flirting with her. Yes. That's I mean, confusing. grabbed up on her little waist, you yeah. know, taking it out with you at night. <laughs> like, you, keep- you, you sound like you caught your son kissing his girlfriend in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to grab on somebody a little waist. <laughs> no, I already seen it. <laughs> you want to be grown? Not in my house. <laughs> You, that's, you are, you, I mean, keep working on it. By the time mm-hmm. motherhood comes, I feel like you're going to have your speeches down. I'm ready. <laughs> grabbing up on her little waist. <laughs> yeah, with this little fast ass girl. Now, I'm, I'm calling her mama. Because your mama know you got oh. boys' hands on you? I'm calling <laughs> And that's what it was given, though. He, yeah. When he went, made that big scene in front of his grandma and his sister, only to be in the back room, kicking with the girl, yeah. <laughs> canoodling. Literally. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't like that because 
it one it fell out of place like mm-hmm. she was like she white so she go well that's kind of racist so then he go on and on and on about yeah. how he can't be racist and prejudice prejudice yeah, <laughs> and he yeah, goes yeah. now i prejudge i do Pre- it all the time <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny little line nick i'm gonna give you that that was funny <laughs> And I, it just gets out of hand, and she does the white woman tear thing. Storms off, cries, mm-hmm. uh, looks at old photos of her white daddy to cope. Yeah. And- <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the first speech we get. We're going to get more of those. Don't you fret, listener homegirl. Mm-hmm. There's more There's uh, plenty. preachy <laughs> hypocrisy to come from Nick Cannon's character in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So well, from there we see yeah, how he's away. still in the. Sh- we see how he's still living as a hypocrite, and I guess in the street life, um, which is also, if y'all haven't listened to, it's a great song by Kelly Rowland. She has a song called "Street Life." I just thought of that right now, so I wanted to bring it up. If I could shout out Miss Calendria, I will. Um, anyway, so uh, we get to this abandoned warehouse building where they have to climb up a fire escape of some sort to mm-hmm. even get into the premises. Walk through a no trespassing sign. Uh, the lighting was interesting here. Uh, the yeah. first door, it's lit red, like danger. Yeah. Uh, when they go through that door, then it's blue, um, like a Hype Williams video. And then we yeah. get into the basketball court where it's just like niggas betting on games, playing craps and yeah. dice and all that good stuff. The red made sense because sometimes mm-hmm. the like emergency lights in a building be red sometimes. Yeah. But then the blue, it was so sudden. I, I noticed that, too. When they opened the door, I was like, whoa, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And I just, I wasn't, I, you know, this is, I don't think I've ever even had this nitpick before, but I just wasn't a fan of the color grading in this scene. It wasn't like either. This, this night, it was, it was noticeable. I typically don't notice mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I'll notice set pieces and, like, yeah. uh like little dialogue things, but I don't typically pay attention to the color grading. But this was distracting. It, it was. was very blue, like for the outside lights were. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe it was an artistic choice, you know, Nick being the maybe. director. He wanted to like kind of channel because like the the overshot of the the basketball cart, it gave music video like opening scene. Yeah. Because like, this a rap basketball video court is on a roof. Like yeah. this entire roof is like fenced in it's a basketball court. Right. It's a cool set. And yeah, yeah. The, like what was you think that was maybe a crane or a drone like that got Probably that so. shot around it? Yeah, that was worth it. I th- you know mm-hmm. it was a cool thing. It's a great shot. Yeah, yeah. He was up there playing basketball for money, and uh, they was betting the money and stuff. Chris Brown character was up there, so he was giving him a speech about how Chris Brown's character Taco shouldn't have mm-hmm. a gun, but Nick Car- Nick Cannon has a gun on him right on him. now. <laughs> Yes, at all times. It seemed like he got a gun on yeah. him. And he's taking guns from kids at the community center, you know. Yeah. And he gave the same excuse that Taco gave about having mm-hmm. a gun. Like, it's my ticket home. I got to make sure I get home safe. So I don't get... It was just a hypocrisy. So it gets shot up. Yep. <laughs> up there. <laughs> uh, naturally. Right when he go to feeling on her little waist and stuff like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Um, and that was an interesting directorial choice, uh, an editing choice to play Dreams and Nightmares. I thought, when- right, right <laughs> in the opening is when they get kind of intimate. And then we hear like the opening, just like notes of Dreams and Nightmares, and then it gets shot up. So, that well, was an interesting choice. It was. Especially considering she is white. white. My mind mentally was all over the place at that scene. Because <laughs> I'm like, we on a roof. That's a lot to process. We playing basketball mm-hmm. on the roof. And second, she, he, she's white. She's so out of yes. place here. She's the only Easily. white person on this roof. Yeah. <laughs> and when now, they coming in, you know, Mick he's Mill calling her Fox News and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And now somebody's shooting. It was a lot. And it was. It made me pay attention. <laughs> I agree. It got my that's the scene I was like, wait a minute. That's when I went, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> that was the point. Yeah. That was the point. <laughs> I really did think he was finished, but yeah. he wasn't. He was not. And it wasn't rented. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, can I, quick side note, because since we, we were discussing Howard here today, and uh-huh. this is true for any HBCU, really. Yeah. I'm from the South. So yeah. when I got to D.C., I was at a party, like freshman mm-hmm. week, 
And I had never heard that song before. Me either. I, I don't, Me either. You, I my first never time, heard that song my, my first life. time hearing that was at <laughs> Howard. I had yeah. never heard it before. But Howard has a significant Philly, Jersey population. Yes. I mean, the presence <laughs> is felt. Yeah. So the song, the lights get, they cutting off the lights. People got their phones in the air. And I hear everybody rapping this song with no fucking beat. Bar for bar. Nobody's missing a bar. I was like, I feel like I'm stumbled into the wrong shit. Then the beat drops and everybody's screaming. Go crazy. It was was jarring. What a time to be alive, honestly. Because I, it was, I said, oh, scurry for me at first. I was, <laughs> I fucked with the vibe after the first few times hearing it. But yeah, that first, I will never forget the first time scurry. I heard that song. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, you even, think they feel like that when like Bone Crusher come on in the south, <laughs> <laughs> like niggas who I like at the AUC, but they from Jersey. It's yeah, probably so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like imagine how they felt when Whoop Rico first came out. You're oh, from like <laughs> That's scary. You're, you're from Philly. You're from Newark or wherever. Like you're from yeah. Mount Olive, New Jersey. Who and knows? People is in here punching the air. Punching the or air. Like play they fighting fighting for their life. In rhythm. And it looked rehearsed. Imagine how smiling. they felt. <laughs> yeah, so, I could imagine that being scary. Yeah. That's jarring. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say that because that song, I think that was probably one of the most memorable scenes in Easily. the movie. <laughs> Easily. Because uh-huh. then everybody, camera come out. So all you see, I got a Howard party is the flashlight yeah. from the camera. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, it's jarring. So that brought up those feelings for me along mm. with this scene. When I hear Meek Mill, the next thing I see is gunshots. Yeah. So yeah. It was very jarring. Um, very interesting uh, creative choice. I there. agree. Um <laughs> Now, here is where I'm still confused about <laughs> the message. How is this supposed to fit together? So mm-hmm. this is approximately this is approximately two hours after he done dragged the girl for saying that he was racist and called yes. her all types of names. Yeah. He is now opening his heart in the car, like that scene from Love Don't Cost a Thing. Yep. <laughs> Uh-huh. Opening his heart about his dreams with, yeah. with this white woman, mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. a heartfelt conversation, heart heart. which comes back to bite bite him later. Yeah, and then yeah, whoop whoop, they go to cops. <laughs> now, why was this in there? I don't. I I I'm a credit because what did he get his degree in? Was it not like African American history and studies? I mean, what else do you study when you already have millions of dollars? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, got, I, I don't he know. Going to the career fair. Yeah, he definitely wasn't <laughs> at the career fair. Um, he was not trying to. I was hustling resumes. Okay, yeah, was he was not doing resumes that. like bean pots. On that mean, <laughs> Hi, how are everybody you? got yeah. a <laughs> yeah, 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 junior yeah. marketing junior. major. Yeah. From, yeah, yeah, from Atlanta, it's, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. There was so it was just so preachy, and like mm-hmm. it's obvious he wanted to get some message across. But then I go back but to the main message? character. I don't know. That's why I'm thinking like we can, I cannot be the target audience. I'm for ready. This film. I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, I'm ready to talk about it now. It all came mm-hmm. together. It all came Please. together. Oh I, my god! I love when we it have these moments. Together. Okay, <laughs> it just hit me. <laughs> Did your third eye just open? Because mine is closed. Why the fuck? open wow okay i'm i'm matter of fact my third pupil is dilated damn okay okay this movie is i see why you said this is for black men because this Mm -hmm. is exactly what black black men some of them think yeah it takes to save a community one they think they can do it with a white woman they think they can do it while not centering black women. They uh-huh. think that is possible. It's not. Spoiler alert. Two. Let's put a check. Check. That's, that's two, one. Mm-hmm. The less spoken thing is that men like this, like Avery's character, and by a, some <clears throat> stretch, I'd have to conclude Nick Cannon as well. Um, yeah. He, it, he think, did write this movie. He did. He did. And he spoke the words. Nobody made him say these things. Um yeah. 
think also when it comes to community, because if you notice with Avery, it's not just they they were they showed us his contribution to the local economy, which mm-hmm. was not much because this community center didn't make no money and was a safety yeah. hazard. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a gas leak sh- that people could die, bro. What, like <laughs> he should have just said mold. Yeah, <laughs> like. Um, you, like I can't support this being open. It's kids yeah, in here. A gas leak? What? <laughs> Are you crazy? Literally. <laughs> um, the least you could do is just cut the gas off and not have yeah. no hot water. Like that's the least you could do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, they they intentionally just show us his contribution, but they don't show a lot of like working across. If he really cared about the community, mm-hmm. he would be uniting a lot more with other yep. like other business owners and other stakeholders in the community. And maybe yeah. that's what that opening scene was supposed to show us, but people live maybe boxes so. for other people And then all he the does time. try to have that kumbaya moment at the end with Birdman and his gang. You know, like That's not brother, the same you, thing. You that's, stealing that's, from the community, you taking us down. You know, I don't... Mm. I don't fuck with it because they <laughs> think it, he wants his prosperity in his neighborhood, which is better than having mm-hmm. his prosperity at the expense of his neighborhood. It is better yes. than that, but it's not the same as wanting prosperity for everyone in the neighborhood. If it were up to right, him, right, right. he'd own the whole block. <laughs> right. <laughs> like True. it's like this individualist approach. And what I'm saying is, here's my conclusion. These mm-hmm. types of black men who who say they want to build the community up, in fact, yeah. just want to be the white men of the community. They yes. just want to yeah. like. He wants be, to be the quote unquote mayor. He wants to run yes, all this shit. He yeah. wants to be the center. He doesn't want to give up the the self driven capitalism. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to give up the patriarchy at right. all. <laughs> right. He he doesn't even like black women had a total of like ten lines in this movie, and if that yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like come on. Come on. Yeah. It's I just thought it was that just clicked for me. It's this movie's a great microcosm, like a great little capsule I agree. of what yeah. these type of men is thinking. You really brought that around real succinct and tight. That was good. <laughs> yeah. The third eye's open. Wide open. <laughs> mine was like I was I was thinking like um Bianca Lawson and Save the Last Dance. I didn't know we started inviting white girls to the Negro Club. I was because I didn't <laughs> I know what was going on. I don't see any Negroes in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wanted to feel like at the end of the movie, my my last thought was, okay, I'm gonna squash this shit. <laughs> we got <laughs> that was so influential what she did let's, there. Let's squash this shit. Let's squash this um, shit. And I, I think Bianca that is a unique like. This white woman, Shelby, one, I, they didn't explain to me the true need. The reason Save the Last Dance wasn't as offensive. Now, it mm-hmm. was a little. <laughs> no, like, I'm not but, saying. <laughs> yes. But I, I Save the but, Last Dance, all of the black characters constantly put Julia Check Stiles' her character ass. in her place yes. all the time. Constantly. constantly. And <laughs> Julia Child's Sarah was a child. She didn't have yes. any control over where she lived or like what school she went to. She right, liked right. dance. So she danced what was how people danced there. You know? Right, right, right. So it's it was a little bit less about this woman, however. Grown as hell. Is grown as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she is just here taking up all of this space, not only in this city, Oof. like in, in this like neighborhood in mm-hmm. the movie but on my tv like yeah outside of this to have a movie where your core message clearly nick Cannon is trying to tell a message and yes. what you bottle that up in is a white lady sob story that's yeah. hard to swallow and i'm gonna need you to explain that <laughs> why i i, I really want to know the thought process the whole story could have been exactly the same but with a black. black woman nothing would have changed yeah they still would have had that argument in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. <laughs> Nothing would have changed. <laughs> like, why was she white? That's why. Long, hard sigh. I, I, that I got more mad me. about it the more we talked about it. I really yeah. wasn't mad when I started. <laughs> but then I just thought it, about that police scene. <laughs> yeah. And I got more upset. Yeah. And 
and the thing about the police scene, it's like, Nick, who are you trying to prove a point to? We, I, as a black person, as a black woman, I, I a thousand and ten percent understand the horrors and just being afraid of law enforcement and police and what, like, being yeah. pulled over and just the mm-hmm. thoughts that go through your mind and you're scared shitless. I, mm-hmm. wh- why did I need to see that? Yeah. For you to prove a point to the white girl in the movie. I think that scene was put in as kind of a black men like this also like to believe that they experience like the, the most purest, oppressed, highest form of racism yeah. that anybody's ever experienced. And yeah, that that's true. They do like to think that their particular experience as black men grants them like ain't nobody got it harder than the black man. So mm-hmm. they need, them he needed it. something in here to reinforce that. Yeah. And I think that's that's the function of yeah. the scene. Especially a black man all each you know, I'm just trying to work for my baby. I'm trying to get this money. I'm yeah. trying to save the community center. I'm I'm in the yeah. community. I'm not I'm not gangbanging. You know? And I couldn't help but to notice the the parallels, the similarities. Cause in every woman in this movie just served men. Like it it mm-hmm. no woman in this movie truly had her own character, her own personality, her own agency. Especially so the young girl, Magic, who is the son of Avery, who is there literally just as a prop. And it made me feel similar to how Chris Brown went on his like sympathy tour and kind of like used his baby in that way. At least that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah. Everything Mm -hmm. was about royalty because... This I, one y'all don't see I'm changed. I'm a daddy, and it's like right, I know plenty right. of good daddies who are mm-hmm. shitty men. <laughs> like right, plenty. right, right. <laughs> and second, what she doesn't have anything to, like beautiful young girl. She right, has right. Nothing to do with this. We love we love <laughs> the kids truly. Like a child, especially <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, especially a, a a young baby girl. Yeah, is like. For men, how white people be like, and this is, now I'm going to step into gay people business, but uh-huh. how white people will get taken to task for being racist and then they come uh-huh. out as non, non-binary the non-binary. next week. you be like, nigga, okay. That doesn't well, cancel your racism. You're still white. It was still racist. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking like, about? Like, okay, let me, we can all go back and uh, uh, retros- retrospectively edit right. the tweets and say, this is not a racist white woman. This is just a racist white person. Right. Okay. That's what I'm going to go, okay, and they was racist. And they was what racist. Like? There's, a, there's a really funny meme that's like two characters talking and one says, hey, you know so-and-so, she said, uh, and then the other one says, no, no, uh, <laughs> their pronouns are they. And the first person says, oh, okay, my bad. They called uh-huh. you a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> It's because you're in gay people business now. I opened the doors for that. Appreciate you. I'll send you the meme next time I see it. Yeah, Yeah. give me a little peeky peek. Um, (laughs) And that's how it feels. That's how it feels. Men be with the babies. Yeah, (laughs) they get on everybody's nerves and then be like, "But this is my big responsibility as as this is the biggest call on life that you can have." Yeah, Yeah. look at Kanye's ass right now, harassing the mother of his children. But yeah. using his kids as props to yeah. validate his harassment. <laughs> yeah. And they also snuck in some bad poetry. And let's get back to the top of this. They did. <laughs> um, in this movie, somewhere after this police scene, they go to... Why yeah. was they there? They go to... Well, no, no, no. He w- this is after uh, he thinks that Shelby betrayed him and told Mikey uh, about the gas leak. So they shut down the community well, she center. Did. Well, she did. She did. She did. <laughs> she did. She did. Um, she spread his business, uh, not knowing that Mikey is, is like scum of the earth, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shut down the community center, and he, you know, on like, I guess his recovery from that, I don't know. He ends up at like a poetry reading later on in the movie, and then the poet um, first he's talking about you know the the light of his life, his son who's also his mm-hmm. S-U-N, his son. But yeah. then he ends the poem was... complaining about child support. 
Um, I was fucking with it at first because he <laughs> was saying too. like me being a father. That's what I'm supposed to do. It's not any more impressive because I'm black. Like right, like right. How, that weird phenomenon of like when a black dad's in public with their kid, somebody yeah. be like, "I see you doing the. You as a good. I brother. see you playing. Like, yeah, this uh-huh. is this is my child. <laughs> like you would never right, say right. that to a woman or to a do. white man. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> so I was fucking with that because that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then he started talking about some. If I'm supposed to pay half the bills, how come I don't automatically get half the time? And I'm like, what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> what did that have to do with this? Where'd that come from? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. did. It was a good parallel to uh, when uh, Al and what was Christina? Um, uh, what's her character's name in that? Um, Christina Milian. No clue. I can't think of it right now either. But when they went to that poetry reading on their last date, before he goes, Al Johnson has a rep to protect. <laughs> when he shot over the, the LA Hills. That was good. That yeah. was good. And um, that Asian man did his poem who likes to speak with a black scent, whose yeah. name I can't think I, of either. I liked his poem. <laughs> no, his poem was good. And, oh, snap. you know. Oh. Sorry. Um, pause. Can you take it? No, I'm gonna tell Courtney that I'm on a call recording the pod, girl. You know. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Let's okay, All good. Um. And another thing I'll say, cause I'll play it by ear and I'll see if it sound mean, <laughs> and if it do, I'll cut it. Cut it. Okay. When is Nick Cannon gonna start? playing characters especially because he's making the characters now mm-hmm. these are his movies yeah. playing characters that are the 40 years old that he Year old is is yeah because this character look up, gives me like 30 like yeah 28. like yes like, was locked up a teen dad or something locked up in like right. 1920 got out and you know now he's taking care of his baby or whatever yeah, yeah. um but nick cannon is i had to look up his age he's like 41 42 and why is he so dead set on hood movies when he has this much budget? Like, why not just make, because like if, and you know, everybody has their own way. Like you can, your mm-hmm. goal of supporting the black community can be done in many ways. But like, why not just yeah. make a movie about a family who lives in Inglewood? Right, right. <laughs> and you, and you like, are you know, a, you can play the dad and you got a yeah. struggling grocery store and you rise yes. up with the rest of the people on the block to, you know, like, like right, price right. negotiate with the landlord and own the like <laughs> retail strip mall or something. That's a decent right, plot. Right. You know, you want a B plot. Your 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 wife. Then you is, save Chris Brown's character, little homie boom. from the block. Who is you also know, you too see old him for out. His character, in my opinion, he he's is like Chris Brown. He he I looks every bit and then some because of his yeah. drug use. Mm-hmm. Um, so and yeah. stress, I, maybe all that touring and that stress, young, you know, maybe so. Not getting well, to sleep. Beyonce looks great. That's all I have to yeah, say. That's and she's true. been touring since she was like 14. So. That's true, but I don't think we and she's a mother of three. Anybody to Beyonce, that's true. You're right. You're right. Like, I don't think nobody look better than Beyonce. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So we yeah, want to talk I about lifestyles. <laughs> I didn't understand why we took this route. Um, and now that we're too close to the end of the episode, and I and feel I, confident. To Brother, to Brother Cannon's credit, I will say, um, last year on VH1, he produced, and I think directed one of the films too, uh, like four holiday movies on VH1, like original holiday oh, films. Oh, turn up. So, you know, he's not just doing like the hood movies. Okay. Um, even Actually, hmm, maybe not, because one of the movies was titled Miracle on 125th Street, and it was about like, some hood activities but it was a christmas movie so yeah Mm. i don't know maybe that's just his thing you know maybe he wants to be like the next john singleton i don't know we are deep enough into the episode where i can be you know as candid as i like and two nobody's career here is at stake you know we're a lot gentler with smaller filmmakers Mm -hmm. what no matter what i say here today nick cannon is going to have enough money and 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 enough connections he could make this exact same movie again. Yeah. Like he could Easily. bar for bar with a whole different cast, do yeah. it all over again. And he could afford that. Um, so I'm fine being honest about that. Now I am, I don't understand why we couldn't get the same 
uh, comedic power that was in school dance. School dance. Because yeah. DC Young Fly does not have what that cast had. It was missing a lot. Not alone. Why couldn't, yeah. Yeah. Not alone. Not by himself. Yeah. And it didn't seem like, you know, it seems like he was mostly ad I mean, we did have, I think, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Congressman Loved Balls. Him. He Can was we great. Talk about how good Cedric the Entertainer looks. He, he looks, looks. I mean, like salt and pepper, like hair yes. still flourishing. He's looking. Oh, Cedric is he looks aging great. like a fine wine. He's looking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. He looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they win. Oh, the, the whole point is <laughs> that there is a tournament, and you could win a hundred thousand dollars. And Nick Cannon yep. plays in, it, and that's what made me think about the whole forty years old. Oh, thing. let's also and the discuss, white girl got to be on this team to win. Yeah, and the name of the team was the was it the original Africans or um, something like that? And the white girl is a member of the team. This is what, and I ain't never said this in my life. This is what Dr. Umar's talking about. It is. You're right. <laughs> this is what you're right. talking about. No, you cannot bring your white wife. No. You cannot. <laughs> like, this is an Africans only live. He why was are serious. You here? <laughs> that is what he be talking about. Every other yeah. thing he say be wrong. But yes. he is consistent in one area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. These yeah. pro-black men who are, I'm not even going to bring up the IRL situations with Nick Cannon. Yeah. yeah. Who are dead set on these non-black or barely black people Mm -hmm. as they partners. It don't make no sense. Original Africans. (laughs) That, that's when I said, we need to squash this shit. Cause I said, wait a minute, that's the team name. The white girl is on the team. Y'all couldn't change the team name. You changed up the roster. And you know what's worse? Why come the girl... So much happened in this movie. There's a girl who's really... Her name is Fly. She's really good uh-huh. at playing basketball. And she changed teams and stuff in the middle of the movie. Oh, to yeah. Mm-hmm. Team. Why wasn't she the she? Why didn't they just cast her? She wasn't any worse of an actor. She was a much better yeah. ball player. The white girl yeah. didn't impress me none with her basketball skills. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I didn't... Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, that's brother Cannon. I, that's that's a question for you. <laughs> I don't know. There's some very talented I, people in this movie, and I, like I didn't were. understand why we couldn't have. Lunell was like up at the front of the movie. Right. I thought she, she would, we would get more like comedy from her in the movie, but she was just kind of like there didn't for. Word. No, uh, this is yeah. a, no black. The Wayans brothers told us about this. In You're right. Don't be a menace while drinking your juice in South Central. South Central. <laughs> where they have her say, uh, weren't you going to stay around, mom? You know ain't no positive black women in these movies. I got to go. <laughs> we already I love that family. I, I love the Wayans. All of them. Just what a talented love family. Them all. <laughs> We already know about it. So, yeah. no. Nobody. Not that Lou Nell or maybe, played a positive what, okay. black what if my, <laughs> what if, played, somebody what who played if too much. This was like, even though this was a very serious, dramatic movie, but what if he <laughs> meant it to be a dramatic satire on the involvement of black women in our struggle for equality and equity how we are usually excluded by the black man who think they are the most oppressed persons in our community and bringing it all in with something that all black people like basketball. Now I just, uh, I'm not going to address that directly, but I am going to say the last time we tried to intellectualize (laughs) and try and cut somebody's slack. (laughs) It was dead wrong. Yeah, we got told no. It just it yeah. was it just wasn't good. Right. <laughs> I ain't even gonna tell you a lie. So yeah. I don't believe um, that was Brother Cannon's intent, uh, mainly because, uh, and this is me making a generalization, men mm-hmm. like this tend to lean to the absurd more than they lean to uh, sleight of hand <sighs> that comes with um, that's true um, satire. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's she ball. Uh, <laughs> listener, homegirl. 
Who came to act, Sydney? Yeah, this is this was an easy one. Uh, when the movie yeah. wrapped, I had an answer immediately. Uh, so for those who don't know, our Who Came to Act uh, nomination is given out every single episode for uh, the actor who I think gave it all, and they left it all on the screen to say. So uh, for this week's Who Came to Act nominee, I'd like to nominate, we just talked about him actually, uh, Mr. Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, first nomination uh, on our show from him. Um, all love to see Cedric in anything he's in. Like literally been funny his entire career. Great yeah. actor. Um, yeah. and the aging great said, I don't know, you know, drop yeah. a skincare routine. You're looking good. Yeah. So yeah. this this one's for you. Mm-hmm. He played the character Billy D. Balls, Billy <laughs> running D. for councilman. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> District four, running for councilman. Come on. Yeah. That was good. He not in the studio with us uh, today, so I will accept that nomination on his behalf because he did great. Mm-hmm. I really liked him in this. Um, great jokes in, great looks. Got some looks off. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he be suited all and around these pleasure. days. <laughs> yeah, definitely do. Definitely yeah. do be. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, let's get on out of here. All right. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, and that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Thank you.